This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Time is 7.10 a.m. You are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And it is Friday, March 19th, 2021. Uh, We've got a great show for you guys today and a great episode coming up after today's news. Also, at about, let me see, in about 50 minutes here, we're going to get started with another episode of Jeanette Splaining. Hey, holla, snaps. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to talk about some of the issues going on, like vaccine rollouts in King County, specifically Batavia and Craft Urban, downtown Aurora, or could be, to be in the future. Uh, So first things first, hope you guys are all having a great, safe, nice, positive Friday. Looks like we'll have some sunshine today. That's what the weather app says. Right now, it's still dark, kind of gloomy, but I like the gloom. All right. So let's get into some news, you guys. First things first, our friends of the CAN Advocacy Awareness Network and Not Forgotten Ministries are hosting a drive-through Treats for Sweets uh, day at MLK Park, which is on Farnsworth from 1 to 4 p.m., and that's Saturday, April 3rd. Donations are being collected right now until the 28th of this month. Candy, chips, and juice boxes or pouches. You can deliver them to 1677 Montgomery Road. And the name of that business is Java Plus. Shouts out to Java Plus. All right. On First Friday, which is April 2nd, the return of First Fridays from 6 to 9 p.m., you can play video games for free. Windy City Game Theater will be at the corner of Broadway and Benson Street, so 76 South Broadway, and it's going to be a lot of fun. They are a huge truck full of TV screens and games and PS4s, PS5s, and Xboxes. That's the other cool thing. Uh, This is sponsored by Judd Lofshee and Associates, attorneys, realtors, and developers. This will be a lot of fun. Come on out, and again, the cost is free. Do good with burritos tomorrow, Saturday. The link, or excuse me, the uh, flyer with the promo code has been posted. A great foundation called My Superpowers uh, is teaming up with Chipotle. From 4 to 8 p.m. at the store at 1167 North Yola Road, Suite 105. With the flyer posted, you can get, or rather your proceeds, 33% of which will go to the organization. And My Superpowers is a local nonprofit. And they are dedicated to SEL learning, which is social, or excuse me, social emotional learning in teens, kids, and young adults. So, shouts out to my superpowers. 
Okay, Community Blood Drive. Don't forget, Monday the 29th of March from noon to 5 p.m. Hosted at 1 East Benton, the lower level, which is Gallery 1904, our state representatives, Barbara Hernandez of the 83rd District, Keith Wheeler of the 50th District, and Representative Stephanie Kifowit of the 84th District will be coming together to put this on in a true bipartisan fashion. In addition to that, Duquesne Abate Motorcycle Advocacy Group is also sponsoring and helping to make the event, or rather uh, hosting, hosting the event. So shouts out to all of them. And last but not least, and then we're going to get out of here, pop-up art show Sunday the 21st, so this Sunday, coming up from noon to 6 p.m., original works, art prints, and more by Devin the Artist, Jen Ingram of Jen Ingram Art, and Mari Delval. Uh, face masks are required upon entry, and the featured food pop-up is from Hot Vine Brewery. Shouts out. McCarty Mills is located at 140 South River Street, Suite 108 in Aurora. All right, so that's the news. There's a whole lot more going on, but this is just a quick snippet of it because we're about to break into some things as soon as Jeanette gets here. Uh, but you guys have a great weekend, a positive weekend, and Monday is going to be a great day for us and for you. I want to say a special thank you and shout out to all of our listeners, all of our fans, and all of our subscribers. The second largest city's first daily news podcast has arrived. So with that... That is the news. All right. So good afternoon to you. Go. Or it's still morning. No, it's not uh, Good to see you, sir. Oh, good to see you. Thank, thank you for having me on. Yeah, thanks for sitting down with us. Uh, let us know for our listeners and our viewers who you are and where you're from. I'm Christopher Bennett, and I live in Aurora. Been in Aurora for. 20 what 22 years or so okay. now all right all right uh christopher bennett now what's the aurora story from your perspective the aurora story my aurora story or <laughs> it's kind of interesting the uh i'm i'm from a i grew up in the st louis area and was went to school in in, in columbia missouri okay. and uh ended up um working for an organization and found that uh, I, I was working with the, the office machine industry. So I'd sold office equipment and then um, ended up working uh, with a lot of dealerships. Okay. And I got hired by, uh, by Canon USA to come here and uh, become an evangelist for, for uh, Canon as a kind of a, a sales trainer, sales skills and, and uh, technology training. and. Uh, had to be in Itasca, and all they said is I had to live within 50 miles of of O'Hare Airport, basically. So I need to, I need to be able to. I needed to be. I, I was never here. I, I didn't know. I couldn't get. I couldn't even get downtown probably for a long time. Wow. And uh, so I, I I left there and I would go to O'Hare or Midway sometimes, and I'd fly somewhere else in the in North America <laughs> um, and uh, and teach. So you you grew up. In St. Louis or in the outskirts, was it? I grew I grew up in the in the town of Maplewood. Maplewood. Happens to be the actually the first school district they say in in the St. Louis area. So, but right. it's one of the first suburbs. Um, what's the or are there any similarities between the St. Louis experience and Aurora? I think I think there are some. Uh, I never really thought of it that way, but uh, to me, Aurora is 
is a small, I don't know if they say Aurora is the second biggest city in the state, but Aurora has a lot of small town feel to it. And it, uh, the real reason we ended up moving here was it, uh, you know, I, I could live any place in the area. And you know, the, the cost of living in Jefferson City, which is where I was living in the capital, um, was pretty low. And I did a consumer price index just to find out where else I, I could live in this area and not, and not take this, you know, almost 100% change in, in, in cost of living. Right. And uh, what I found was that there are a lot of things along the Wisconsin border, and then there are, there, there's, there's Aurora and, and some of the areas out here. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I did was I found um, the temperature here is a lot better than and up on, on the Wisconsin border. <laughs> but of course, like I said, the cost of living a lot better, and the homes in Aurora look so much like where I grew up. It's just uh, it, was, it was really easy, especially the, the old, older part of town. So, uh, uh, growing up, <clears throat> excuse me, what impact did your mom have in your life? Interesting, you you asked that question. Um, I, I guess the first thing I should say is uh, I was uh, I was kind of a they used to say, oops, baby, years ago. So my mother had five, my mother and father had five children before I was born. The distance is between uh, 16 years and 30 years. Wow. Yeah, so, so you know, um, but my mother, you know, I was born at, uh, I was born premature. I was one of those kids that, um, you know, she was in her, she was probably about 46 when I was born. And they told her to, for her health, she was diabetic, and uh, for her health, they told her, you know, I was probably something that probably should have been aborted, you know, as, as they, they said in those days, and uh, she wouldn't do it. She's um, uh, apostolic, um, apostolic faith, holiness. Right. This was her. Uh, yeah. No, true apostolic faith, okay. holiness, okay. and uh, you know that that meant it was a question whether or not she could wear culottes in public. You know, so that, that oh, wow. yeah, that yeah. very, uh, very uh, strict religiously. But um, anyway, she, um, no, she, she had me, and I, and uh, you know, but she died when I was fourteen. She had a stroke about two, two or three years before that, where she could only say about three words: right. her own name, my brother's name, and uh, um, and Johnny, Rebecca, and every now and then some other thing. But that was about all she could say. So the relationship. Up until up until the stroke was, was great, but you know uh, there was no real communication uh, after that point. Right. And I think it think it affected my life in a lot of ways, in good ways, How in so? good ways. Uh, you know, everybody strays away from. I mean, I I was brought up in a very very Christian household, but uh, and everybody strays away from from that. But I think what it did for me was it, it gave me a it gave me a base and it gave me a an understanding of of uh, you know people talk about single growing up in a single parent household and, and all the problems that, that that can come with that but it gave me it gave me a base and even when, even when I go in I was probably if, if close a few times to doing something to get myself in trouble but there's always something that that sense of right and wrong right. and not not wanting to and not wanting to disappoint right. not wanting to disappoint you know my living father and and my mother, I just, in the end, I, I back away from it. And it, uh, you know. It's what kind of man is your father? Well, uh, my, my dad was a great man. He, I, I mean, I didn't have, didn't have a lot of education. Grew up in a, a relatively rural Oklahoma around the Langston University, if people are familiar with that. And um, 
He was, a, he, he was a great guy. You don't realize how great he is, or yeah, he, he was. He, he died several years ago, but um, you don't realize how great he was until you talk with other people and find out what what you know what their fathers were like. Right. And he he was he was strict, but he wasn't strict. I never felt like there was anything I could I could uh, I couldn't go to him with. Um, there were you know I never he he would didn't really drink. Um, he, you know, he'd, he'd have, if he got sick, he'd have a little bit of Southern comfort, you know, literally just a shot. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, you know, but he, uh, he just, he just taught right from wrong. He wasn't nearly as, you know, strict religious, but, as, as, as my mother, okay. but, but, um, but yeah, he was just, uh, he just, he just taught right from wrong, believed that, uh, you know, treat people well. Right. And, uh, and just, you don't realize what you have. Sometimes until you meet people who, who don't have that kind of relationship, or the father's just this this disciplinarian or this, this mean guy. Yeah. You know, and and my dad, honestly, I was spanked one time. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So. You were a good listener as a kid. Is that what yeah. You? Yeah. He so uh, he was just a just a great guy. He'd always talk, and he was trying to learn that. No, he he raised five other kids. Yeah. So uh, so he, I guess he knew what he was doing, but yeah, great uh -huh. guy. What's your educational background? Educational background. I was one of those guys who uh, who wasn't really sure that he wanted an education. I grew up in a uh, like, again. I had older older sisters, and um, one of them was married to a fellow who, who owned his. He and his family owned little stores. Okay. So at 13, I went to work went to work for him in his uh, outdoor produce market. Gas station turned into a, an outdoor produce market, and. Uh, and I, I thought that was a, I thought that was a, a, a great business, a, a great way to work. So, um, didn't, didn't always think it was um, something to do. Is something college was always the thing for me. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I, 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 I struggled through my, you know, those teenage years, uh, as my mother was sick and as I, as she, uh, after she died. So I wasn't, I was a good, a good student, a decent student, but I wasn't, I wasn't a super A student, but I wasn't a C student either. Um, so I, uh, I wasn't sure I wanted to go to college, but uh, my dad and I agreed that I should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you know, luckily uh, there was, uh, I finished school with no, uh, no no debt at all, because uh, he, you know, he he worked for postal service. He earned a little something. I had a, a mother's state pension. Right. And uh, you know, did did okay. Uh, Good. I graduated from a place called Columbia College of Missouri, okay. which they have campuses in in Illinois. Still active with their alumni program, but uh, you know uh, I've I've attended attended class a lot of places. So Columbia College in Missouri. Yes. And what was your uh, areas of study? Or business. Business. Yeah. Business. All right. So, what is business? What is business? Business. I once read that it's a living, breathing thing. Is that a fair statement? It would have to be, yeah. It would have to be. I mean, business is, <laughs> I'm not going to say business is what you make it, but business is, is, is about providing, finding out what people want, and then, and then providing it for them, and, and making yourself some money uh, after you do that. Right. Um, okay, so you graduate Columbia College. Mm -hmm. um, where's Christopher now in life? What's things like? Driving a hot Mustang and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> racing down the road. I mean, what, what's what's Christopher like graduating college? 
Oh, I, I, uh, I graduated uh, and went to work with, uh, in one of my business classes, my uh, professor had been a, a banker in town. Okay. And uh, so, so he, he did a small business management by having people come through and just speak. And, uh, and the, just business people from the community all, all over the area. And uh, we had a gentleman come in who owned a copier dealership. Don okay. Wenzel, Don Wenzel was his name. And he, uh, he came through and he said, you know. Don Wenzel? Don Wenzel. Don Wenzel was his name. And he, he, he sat there and he talked and he, he, he talked about how, uh, how everybody should be in the, in the office machine business. And I, uh, I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and, and interview with Don. You know, Mr. Wenzel, and uh, I got I got hired. I think I had two interviews, but I got hired there, and so I started. Uh, best one of the best things I could have ever done, because you know, I got the office equipment. I ended up working for uh, the major lead manufacturer of, of office equipment in, in the world. Um, but because of, of that experience, uh, I got to go inside of every kind of business there was in the in the state capital. So there were about a hundred and thirteen different. Um, trade associations mm -hmm. so I got to understand the the workflow the paper flow of uh, through those organizations I had a hospital I had about 30 30 accounts they call them um, I forget, the key to key accounts so I had about 30 accounts in addition to about a third of the uh, the trade associations in the area and then uh, I sold to the Missouri Senate so uh, I went to two governors uh, what do you call them Inaugural balls. <laughs> I mean, oh, okay. I, I'm just you know. That's the perks, right? Right. <laughs> I'm like 20, 20 something years old, and I'm doing, I'm doing stuff that I, if I'd been in St. Louis, if I'd gone back to St. Louis, I wouldn't have had those opportunities probably. What year is this we talking? We're talking 19. Well, you're asking my age now. I'm sorry, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough part of this job. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I, uh, that would have been, I would have been what, 20? It was about 93. Okay. Not, well, 94, somewhere in there. So technology has changed a lot since then. What are some of the key changes that have taken place from then till now that you've seen? The key change in technology? Mm -hmm. um, I would say, for instance, uh, my first computer <laughs> was something called the Commodore VIC-20. And then I, I upgraded it. I think it was like 4K of, of storage and memory. Uh, and then I upgraded to 128K of memory, uh, internal memory, on that machine. You know, back then. So, uh, 128K. 128K of memory, yeah. That's, that's, that's like a, almost a whole tweet, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to put that into a relevant current perspective. I don't think you can. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think you can. Because now they, they, you talk about um, bits and bytes right and so there, there's eight bits to a byte. this is this is going back so the, the basics of any technology is, is, is there's eight bits to a byte so from when we talk about uh, 128k mm -hmm. it's different today than, than it was than it was back then so um, because you, you you look at how many bits uh, you have in, in the computer and I'm not a long time since I had discussed these things but uh, you talk about you know today's computers are what 64, 64 bit computers. Right. Yeah. And uh, and you know back then I was I was an eight bit. It was an eight truly an eight bit computer. Um, processing was different. But I guess what I'd say the biggest difference in technology mm -hmm. is that I've I've watched it go 
from in the 1980s from you know the, this whole thing where you had to log into something else to 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 get on uh, you get on the phone you you log into something else you take your 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 all your processing was done in your computer on your desktop and then you could log into bigger computers to do things and to today where we've got this computer where very little's done on it same a lot more processing power but very little of the processing is actually done at our desktop we log into these bigger computers or other computers and do all the processing that way mm. and then you know so i, I kind of see it as, as we've come this this full circle yes we can do a lot more things but you know it, it all gets right back down to i'm trying to think of the book i used to i used to give away um nicholas negroponte being digital and that's a long time ago but it, it uh j just the concepts are the same uh you know but everything that we did we had to really understand it to do it i wrote a pac-man game on on a hundred and you know i think it was the 128 i had i actually took the the concept of pac-man and, yeah. and and drew drew it out pixel by pixel what it's going to look like when the mouth is closed and open and right and and, and did all that and uh you know it really hasn't hasn't changed much. It's just we just do it on a on a much bigger scale. Interesting. And uh, yeah, so that's my thought. Um, now we're gonna get into uh, your current business okay. and what you do. Okay. Uh, but I do want to ask, um, what does America mean to you? What does America mean? Uh, you mean the United States or the, the entire continent? All of it. All of it. Uh, I think what the United States means is the best opportunity, uh, the best opportunity that this world has to offer. Uh, while I was at Columbia College in Missouri, I was on a, a study abroad program where uh, I did a, a full year at um, University, um, the Bradford University in, in Bradford, West Yorkshire, the area, the, the Yorkshire Ripper and uh, yeah. Emily Bronte, uh, all mm -hmm. that stuff. And um, going there, um, you got to see you know, a very small percentage of people could go, could even go to, to university, as they called it, uh, right, right out of high school. It was, it was the creme de la creme, you know, right. and that was, that was pretty much it. Everybody else, you know, they, they either went to, you know, they, they went to work or they, or they, they went on to the advanced, you know, advanced type things. Right. And uh, so you come here and today, in today's world, uh, there's a public school education. We complain about it. In some in some places, but we've got a public school education that's that will that will help us help us move forward. We've got people, you know, dying. I, I was just watching something on the news last night about people, you know, uh, the things that are happening at the border and how they just let people, you know, uh, or people are showing up at the border wanting to cross and they're and they're uh, they keep talking about how the children are being locked up. Now they're going to take children who are, who are who are sent here in many cases without their parents, and they're going to let those children. Uh, I guess put them up in from wherever the border is down along the border, and bring them all the way up to Dallas and put them into this uh, the convention center. And, and and you think, wow, people are people are, are are going through all this. They're willing to send their children to this place without them in many cases. And that's the opportunity that we have here. And I see so many so many of us, actually myself included, when I was younger, who don't don't take advantage of of all we have to offer. And all the, um, you know, they, they talk about, uh, uh, there's so many things that, that, that I hear people say today that, that um, 
I, I don't want to get into the politics of it, but uh, there's so many things I hear people say today, and I think, but where else would you go? Well, uh, we don't, and we don't have to, we don't have to get into politics, but yeah. give me an example of that. Give me an example of, of, what, you're, of what you're talking about. Man, you can, take it, you can take it as simple as toilet paper. I mean, we, we got it here. I mean, remember when we had the, the toilet paper shortage? And uh, yeah. yeah, right at the beginning of the, of the pandemic, and uh, you know we, we've got we had like you go to, to the stores under normal circumstances, and there may be you know 15 different varieties of toilet paper. Uh, you know, uh, the toilet paper in, in, in Britain, uh, given is 30 years ago, the toilet paper there they didn't they didn't have it like like we had here. Um, things have changed a lot as the world as the world's uh, you know opened up, but uh, almost anything. I mean. We, we look at music today, I mean, outside of rock and roll. Right. Uh, music, music. We, we set the stage in, in this country for, for music. We set the stage for, for almost anything people want to want to do in the world. And you can come from absolutely nothing and, and, and become, I don't know, everybody's talking about Beyonce this week, you know, so, and, and, and become a, become a Beyonce. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you can become you can you can really become anything, right? As right. The, <laughs> and uh, and I don't I don't believe that 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 uh, experience is anywhere like it is here, and that and 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 the freedom that that, that we experience here is just I mean I and like I said I, I travel I traveled around Europe. I took a uh, on my my two breaks. I I didn't they kicked us out of the dorm. I couldn't I couldn't go back there. Like they put chains on the doors, locked us out. Really? So I, I had to travel around for the for each of those those two months, and uh, and, and from in, that was in in England, and uh, you know I got to got to go a lot of places and uh, got to see a lot of things, and <laughs> you know it's uh you know it's I, I don't believe there's, there's any place any place better, but you have to go someplace else to know that and, and to recognize that and so to realize you liked that. England. I did, I did, I, I I liked it a lot, but the one thing that that they said to me that uh that I that resonated. I'll never forget this. I was, I was talking to a guy, and, and I was talking about because they would talk about being English, right? And then they talk about being British or British, as they say, right? Yeah. And uh, and I said something about well, let's say let's say I emigrated here, and uh, and I I I moved to I moved to, to England. Could I could I be could I be English? Right. Absolutely not. You, You're a Brit. You sir. can you can never be English. I said, really? I can never be English. And, you know, that, that's when you, that was kind of a, a first time for me to realize, you know, I come to, I come to the United States, I moved to Missouri, I moved to Florida, I moved to wherever, and I can say I am that, you know. Uh, I, I am a Missourian, I am an Illinoisan. I can't, you know, I, I, I can never become, I can never become English. You know, I could, I could well, move they there put, they put years old. Tea, so What's nobody's that? perfect, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So I put milk in my tea, believe it or not. Oh, you, oh. Actually, I use heavy cream in my tea. Don't tell my doctor, but I use heavy cream in my tea. <laughs> and you know what? I made a little joke, but there are listeners of our show yeah. who take milk in their tea as well. Yeah. I retract that statement, y'all. Keep tuning in. Well, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's because we had the, the, tea, the tea. I forget, we had like tea. Yeah. Uh, I forget what they call them, tea hours or something on a regular basis, like two o'clock, I remember my first day there to meet the, the, the staff on the campus, we, we actually had a tea 
And that's the first time I had milk and tea. Yeah. And uh, I've loved it ever since. <laughs> well, you're taking me way back, man. <laughs> that's what we do. This is okay. This is okay. um. Uh, this is this show is meant to do that for people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I I do believe that, and maybe you could let us know though. I I do believe that one of the key components of a good business or company or team mm. is the um, the individual perspective. You know what I'm saying? So how are customers able to really take part in a service? If they feel about it, they are. If they right. can see and gauge the interest in a person or an executive, they're more likely to, to check out that service or anything like that. Sure. And for me, that's what I'm interested in. Okay. You know, I state senator, whatever. Yeah, that's great. What was your first job? You know, that's what we're looking for. Okay. The human experience. Interesting. Okay. Um, now, tell us about your current business. I'm a, I'm I'm really in the financial and insurance industry. Okay. I call my call myself a financial insurance advisor, and uh, my my focus is on primarily the over fifty crowd of people nearing fifty. Okay and empty nesters, and uh, what I attempt to do is create an environment where I'm not tied to any product or any, any carrier, insurance carrier, or um, any annuity, annuity or financial company. I just sit down with people, talk with them about their situation, and help them to put everybody, however many financial guys they have, Put them all in one room if necessary, and help them do what's really best for them, without some uh, company looking over my shoulder, going, "Well, why didn't you, why, why didn't you sell X Y Z insurance?" Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and that's what I'm. So I'm a true independent uh, advisor. What are some of the frequently asked questions? A financial advisor gets frequently asked. I mean, the, the the biggest one is always people trying to find out something about the market, and 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 that's really for me. That's not my focus at all. Uh, if you if you want somebody who's going to go out and trade stock for you, uh, I've got somebody. Uh, I'm a good networker. So I, I, I have, I have, I have, you are. Yeah, I have a great group. Of people, and yeah. I, I can give you a list of, of three people that I know. My, my big thing is know, like, and trust. So I'm not going to refer you to anybody or send you to anybody that, that I met on LinkedIn <laughs> without at least you know, talking with them on the phone. Yeah. Uh, almost anybody is going to be somebody that, that I actually know. I've sat with them. Um, you know, previous business of mine was uh, I actually helped businesses set up their own networking groups. And I actually had a, a, a lead group right here in the, at the Royal Regional Chamber of Commerce. And, but um, so I, I, I know a lot of people. I want to put people with people that they actually uh, match with, so that they can um, so so that they get the best person for them, and and also who has the, the proper skill, of course, to to do whatever it is that they need done. So and and that's really my focus. I have no problem with if you if you you and I were to were to sit down together. Usually I meet people on there. Um, auto insurance, believe it or not, auto insurance, because I, I ran a, uh, an auto, uh, auto, home, auto home life property casualty, as they call it, mm -hmm. agency originally. And so you meet people, and they're all focused 
on their you know their car insurance and they'll call you every every year or, or call somebody every year and and want to increase uh, not increase but uh, get the best rate sure. on their car insurance but they don't really understand what that means so yeah I can I can you can call any animal out there representing a, an auto insurance today right <laughs> and they they can give you they can give you a great rate and the rates change all the time they can give you a great rate but if you don't understand what liability is understand what your assets are and that you know yeah you can they can get in in, in uh in this area in illinois you know i'm licensed in illinois missouri iowa and uh but in illinois twenty thousand dollars is all the liability coverage that you need I and mean, legally that's all you have to have but if they've got you know they've got half a million dollars in assets or, or better and they're and they say oh yeah i'm gonna get the cheapest insurance i'm gonna get you know uh, yeah. A small amount of liability coverage, you know, twenty-five thousand. Most, I think, most companies won't even give you twenty thousand, but twenty-five thousand dollars in, in liability coverage. And then they go out and they they go on this, this bridge over here, and and somebody's crossing from from behind one of the columns, and they and they hit them, and you know, the person doesn't die; they're just permanently disabled. Twenty thousand dollars isn't going to do much. <laughs> and if they can't if they can't get out of the insurance company, guess who they go after next? The, it's the, you. Yes, it's the, the individual. Yeah, the right. driver and all, all the driver's assets, so the insured and all the insured's assets. So um, that's an important that's an important thing that people completely forget when when they look at insurance. And so uh, and the way this this all started, the way I didn't I didn't start off on the financial side of things. Right. I started off on the on the property casualty side. And then you, you're sitting there, you're talking with somebody, you get them the right amount of liability, and you find out that they've got this uh, 401k two jobs ago that they never bothered to move and they've got um, uh, they've got uh, 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 and they got you for their, for their home and they went to somebody else for their car and now they've got somebody else who did their their life insurance but the person who did their life insurance only got them a hundred thousand dollars worth of coverage they got two kids and, and they got a job that pays them you know sixty seventy eighty thousand dollars a year and 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 they're, they're taking care of the whole household well if something happens to them <laughs> there there's no protection for them Right. So uh, my my focus is on understanding them, understanding their their long term planning, and when I say I, I work with you know people nearing retirement and planning for retirement, the and, and empty nesters, I focus on them more because now they're really they're starting to to whatever maybe they're not going to have a lot of assets, but they're starting to you know figure out how to keep the assets that they have. And, it, and it's more important than ever because they're not, they've, they've worked enough years where if something goes wrong, they don't have enough time to go back and, and make it all over again. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I, I do. I do. Yeah. I'm just trying to, um, I'm trying to picture that. You okay. know, I'm trying to picture, uh, you know, talk about the empty nesters. Mm. So that's folks who had kids and now the kids have left. Right. Uh, uh, there's no kids. There's no children in the in the household. I guess if uh, if uh, my wife and I don't have children, so but so I would say we're empty nesters, even though we even though we don't. Right. So we we'd also be dinks if you remember that that term. So yeah. yeah so. Um, are most Americans financially literate? No. No. I, I, I would say. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would say that I would say that the information is out there, especially now with the internet. The information is there. I just don't think that that people necessarily want it. 
So uh, one of the terms I use is, is uh, my, my role and my job is to simplify a person's financial life. So it gets so complicated so quickly. And if you're just looking at, again, uh, you know, how can I, how can I, even if you're trading, you know, how can, how can I get, get this trade for, for, you know, X dollars, X dollars a trade, and that's all their focus is, you know, are they really, are they really getting what's best for them? Right. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, insurance, the same thing. Are they really getting what's best for them, or are they only seeing what's, um, what's available to the agent that, that, that they're working with? Right. So, you know, and so when you talk about uh, the, the term agent and the term broker. Most people have no idea what that really means. Um, can I take a stab at it? Okay, All let's right. do it from, from the insurance side. Okay, so an insurance agent is a person who will educate you mm -hmm. in basic ways about insurance and policies or what have you, but a broker is the person who actually, like, I don't want to, you know, does the the heavy lifting of matching you with this. Is that is that correct? I, 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 I would say the matching piece is is, okay. is is important. Yeah. Right. The um, an, an agent. You think about it, an agent is, is a a person who who represents something. They can act as a company. Right. Hey, so I'm from State Farm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So you said that I didn't. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but right, an, an agent can State act, can, can <laughs> act <laughs> as that that organization. Okay. Um, a, a broker is someone who can who can look at you and figure out which organization out there is the best fit for you gotcha. based upon all all your situation. Gotcha. I'm not saying that agents don't do that. Uh, as an agent, I, I, I do that too. But as a as a broker, the, with a broker's focus, I can just find out about you, find out what's important to you. If you tell me you want, you know, you, you'd rather do business with a with a company that's that's uh, in the Midwest. I can find you a carrier that's that's in the Midwest. That that's that's really important for you. So uh, that's a. Uh, that's just one example. It's a term that people people use. It's thrown around every day, and each industry it may be something slightly different. But you know, in 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 finance, uh, in in the, in on the financial world, a broker is, is again someone who's actually actually able to trade, actually able to you know to go out to to a market and actually trade on your behalf. So there's all sorts of terms out there. There's all kinds of places where you can. Where you can go and, and, and get this information, but most people they're busy. They're trying to raise their family. They're trying to you know, figure out what's next. Right. They're trying to find that that next job, that better job, whatever it is, and they don't necessarily want it, or they don't realize how what they don't know could potentially hurt them. Um. What is something that people think financial advisors do, but they actually don't do that at all? What some people think an advisor does? Yeah. Uh, well, it kind of depends okay. on, uh, on on who it is. Here's the thing: if you you ask, you take people who are who are financial professionals, mm -hmm. so which means that they're that they're um, licensed. Um, 
those folks do different things. So, like I said, I can I don't mind putting your your, your existing uh, financial advisor in a room with me because I do Medicare. I, I help people with Medicare, with Medicare supplements, and um, the supplemental products. So. Uh, anything from, from dental to all those types of things. Most of the time, their financial advisor doesn't. They just That's just not something that they do. Often, what you'll find is that they don't really, they, everybody has something that, that, that they're, you can't be a jack of all trades. So everybody has something that they're, that they're good at or that they focus on. Right. So, uh, you know, I find that if someone, if someone has uh, a, a youthful drivers, it's, you know, that's a different, that's a different household than a household where, you know, they're, everybody's over 25. Right. So, uh, so I feel, I like the, the households that are over 25, although I can help somebody who, who has youthful drivers, has, you know, children, uh, you know, 16 to, to 25, uh, uh, living in the household. But, you know, there's, there's a lot more options out there uh, in terms of in terms of making it affordable, right? Once the once the driver has some experience under the belt. Um, what's the biggest impact COVID has had in your uh, professional work? Oh man, I tell you what it is. It's driving me nuts. It's not being able to just go out and sit like you and I are. Right. You know, I, I'm not in the mask. You're not in the mask. Uh, and uh, and cause even. For so long, we couldn't even go in and just even sit in the coffee shop. I got I got kicked out of a out of a Panera uh, the day that um, that that they said that we couldn't be uh, in. I guess how you say it uh, that they in went the, the, the lockdown, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, like the beginning I, of the lockdown at the, yeah. the very first day of it. Right. So they so I made made the appointment, and the gentleman and I went in. We walk into place. Of course, there's no furniture there at all. And we go, that's okay. You know, I, I was going to buy something. I knew I was going to buy. So I said, well, let's just talk here. Mm-hmm. So we stood, we stood there, and the manager had to come over and go, you can't, you can't even be here. <laughs> it was, it was, I remember it was pouring rain that day. Yeah. And uh, I go, and, and uh, she said, you could sit outside. I can sit outside. Look at the rain. You know? yeah. so, so, so I, let, I didn't buy anything because I'm just like, well, you know, that you know, doesn't make sense. We, we can't be here. So I think the... The hardest thing for me is not being able to, to make an appointment with somebody and sit with them um, you know, face-to-face or trying to communicate. Once that we did open up, I had a, I had a meeting the other day, and we, we sat in a place, and we had the... I, mean, I can go to somebody's house, and then stuff to there. They make the rules, which is fine. But a lot of folks, you know, they, they still want to go to you know, a coffee shop or whatever. So we sit there in the mask, and I can't read their face. Of and and you know and I'm a I'm a uh, are they digesting the information exactly are exactly resonating with them do they have any exactly questions? Yep. exactly you can see all those things coming right oh man yeah so that, that that's the hardest thing just not being able to meet with people the other thing is uh, a lot of a lot of people in their retirement age mm-hmm. they really they have a phone they they may have a smartphone but they really don't have that that a lot of them don't have that PC or if they do have it? It's not the greatest for something like a a Zoom or a, a WebEx or, or whatever platform you're using. Right. They just uh, they just don't. They've never needed it. They they left work. 
some of them left work because left work a little early yeah. because they didn't they didn't want to do that kind of stuff. Right, exactly. So uh, so that's hard too. So just having a, a conversation with somebody uh, over the over the phone about something that I would always speak with them one to one on is 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 difficult. I'll be yeah. glad when we reach a point where enough people are vaccinated and and we've we've started to really really you know, kill this thing yeah. so that we can go back to it. Um, the old way of doing things. Because somewhat. Would would you say that you're in sales? But you, you you're not in sales. But you use sales skills. Well, yeah, I I uh, I taught spin selling skills uh, for for a number of years. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, I'm I'm in sales. Here's what I believe. I believe <laughs> everybody is selling something. You know, at, at one time at one time I tried to call it the ass method. That didn't go over very well. But everybody's <laughs> selling always selling something. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of so. <laughs> Doesn't roll off the tongue good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I don't say that anymore. <laughs> right. But um, but yeah, there's everybody's selling something, and uh, whether it's a, a next appointment or or you know a product, but the approach I have is I really attempt not to sell in that. I, I sit down with people. I figure out what's best with what's what's what I think is best for them, and I show them a couple of different options, and then I help them lead them through the process to actually you know, pick what what makes the most sense for them today. And uh, so, but yes, is, is that sales? Yes, that sales. Do I get on on some products? Do I get a commission for selling it? Yes, I do. But does that you know, people want to go online and go buy it and all that. You know, you can go online. You can you you can do that too. Right. But the person's not. They don't. They don't know you. They haven't. They 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 don't know the neighborhood you live in. They don't know anything about you. You're just a voice on the phone. And yes, they can. They I'm, They hopefully are or at least looking out for you. But it's not the same as, as having somebody who's local, who's right there in your neighborhood, who you know. You tell them something about yourself, and 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 they go, oh yeah, yeah, I know exactly where that is. Uh, what? Per oh yeah, I actually know that person. Yeah. 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 Good guy. Best. You know. And uh, so, uh, you know, like I said, I, I'd be glad when 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 we when we beat this COVID thing 100%, so that so that we can go back. And I also had somebody tell me, was was it you? Somebody told me on the phone within the last couple of days that we're in this new normal, and we're never going back to it. Yeah, I think that probably was me. Okay, yeah. We, yeah. we were talking about that. Yeah, yeah. so uh, uh, I hope you're wrong, brother. I really do. <laughs> I, um, so, you know, yeah. I, uh, I had that conversation. I kind of flexed. I, I flushed it out a little bit more when I was talking to a mutual friend. Yeah. And, you know, uh, as opposed to or getting back to normal, okay, I'm not canceling that or taking that away or not trying to make that a goal or ambition I think what I was more trying to explain was that like we can make a new normal yeah you know mm -hmm. I, I'm thinking about myself you know at one point in time in my life I was chasing it right yeah I'm on the train for an hour and a half going to work yeah I'm there 20 minutes early because the next train would get me there late right so I'm there from 8 to 5 and now I'm taking an hour and a half train home from work which most likely will be late every day. Right. And that was normal. Right. 
that was the time of when I'm sitting behind a desk working for somebody else, mm-hmm. thinking about like what I would be doing if I had more time. Exactly. Like, man, I'd like to be interviewing people. I'd like to host a radio show. Right. So for those people who had a normal and a, and a good routine and it went away, they do deserve to have that normal back. Exactly. Yeah. For, for yeah. a person like me who was looking for an escape, mm-hmm. I have the ability to make a new normal. So we can both, you know, both can coincide. You know, they're yeah. not, one is not mutually exclusive. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, what kind of music you listen to? <laughs> I am, uh, I listen to a little bit of everything. Um, I grew up, I have two middle names. So uh, I'm Christopher Douglas Bowler Bennett. And, uh, the bowler, that's my mother's maiden name. The bowler is a, a bass player from the 1920s and 30s uh, named Dave Bowler. Okay. And uh, so I, I, was the, I was this geeky kid, and you know, was at you know, eight or nine years old, could, if you remember the show, name that tune. I could name that tune in five notes. Any old uh, swing, jazz tune, I could do it. Hmm. And uh, right. so yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, uh, I I I grew up listening to my parents. I guess before my mother got so religious, you know, my parents were jitterbug. You know, they jitterbug competitions. Yeah, and, it is the opposite uh, of like gospel music. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's all the same, man. <laughs> it you, is. You know, right now, it really is the same. And you listen to uh, like my my godfather would talk about the uh, he called it the saints tune. So he taught me to play trumpet on trumpet. You know, taught me to play when the saints go marching in. And That's his, a good tune. Yeah, yeah. But he called it the saints tune, and uh, you know, it, it was just. And he 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 talked about you know the how 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 simply he didn't read music. He the reason why he got out of the music business was because he felt like rock and roll put him out of put him out of business. Because hmm. you could he he never learned to read music. He was he was born in like 1918, and he learned to. Uh, he learned to, you know, he learned to play in, in in the back of a of a club. There's a group called the Oklahoma City Blue Devils, which is a, an old band. I think it be, at some point became the Count Basie group, Count Basie uh, Orchestra. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah. L- later on, Thanks. but uh, yeah, yeah. So, but he, he he left um, left Langston Coral, Oklahoma, and and got on a train and ended up in Oklahoma City, and then you know they and ended up in Kansas City and yeah. uh, playing in Kansas City, and and then uh, in the end uh, uh, the Garden Club in New York, you know, so had a had a steady day to day to day job or, or whatever. So, uh, but he taught me a lot about about music and, and to appreciate all music, and um, you know. But the other thing he taught me was, was to learn to read music. He didn't teach me he didn't teach me to read music. He taught me to appreciate reading music and yeah, to actually learn how to read it. Sure. Yeah, because uh, you know he. Uh, he had, a, he had a hard way to go once, you know, once rock and roll came, he didn't know the tunes anymore. Right. And somebody, you know, they're having a dance or whatever you're playing, and they say, hey, you know, play play this. And you could get the sheet music, but they put sheet music in front of him, he, he didn't know what to do with it. Right. But he was in the back room of Decca Records. That was his his real job. So somebody somebody walk in, and I bet he's got 100 and, he's on 130, 40 recordings. Right. But, and then all of a sudden he says, you know, yeah. If you can't read music, you can't mm. you, you can't function. You know, so so uh, so yeah. I listen. I listen a little bit to everything. I never took on uh, some of the folk stuff as much. 
but uh, but I'm a people laugh at me. I uh, I love Tracy Chapman even. Tracy uh, Chapman, yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, Stay here. Oh yeah. And, uh, oh yeah. So, That's the jam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, a lot of folks didn't didn't like Tracy Chapman, and and my wife for one, she couldn't stand it. She she pretty much leave the house if I if I Why? started playing Tracy. She just didn't didn't like the music. Did, didn't like the sound of it, you know. And uh, but this and this is the older Tracy, not the not this this modern stuff. Some of her first stuff. Right. And uh, it was just, I mean, I, I'm one of those guys. I can. I don't look like it, but I can I can turn up I can turn up the sound and just and just enjoy you know whether it's uh, you know well uh, one of my favorite groups from when I was a kid was uh, Louis Jordan and the Timpani Five. Oh man, you know that you know that stuff. Come on, <laughs> beans and cornbread. Oh yeah, yeah, all all that kind of stuff. So I loved uh, that's, that's, yeah. ain't nobody here but us chickens. Uh, all of it, and I, it got me a lot of trouble too because I, I I do stuff like. Uh, you know, Fat Sam from Birmingham. Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, ooh, what was that other one? Oh, uh, Fat and Forty. But Lordy, you my meat. Yeah. And uh, you know, yes. I say stuff like that in school and make make a, make a joke. And, right, real uh, quick. You know. And what I'm uh, uh-uh, yeah, I've got a good sense of humor, but yeah, it gets it gets me in trouble a lot. <laughs> Louis Jordan, Louis Jordan, the Timpani Five. Yeah. Um, they are also, uh, or Mr. Jordan's responsible for the famous. Everybody knows if a few knew who it was, the classic Tom and Jerry scene where Tom is singing to that lady cat, Is You Is or Is You Ain't My Baby. Yeah. Yep. That's that's Louis Jordan as well. Tell me if you found somebody new. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good music. Yeah. Yeah, Now I got your beans and cornbread. Yeah. (laughs) And I have some I have some actual vinyls of that. I bought uh I bought because my my, my dad was in that stuff when I was in in, uh, in England. I uh I don't know if I bought it in England. I think I bought it in France. But anyway, I uh, I, I went to some shops, and you can you can buy jazz there so easily, you know. And so, as a gift to my dad, I bought I bought a couple of the things he really liked. So I've got a I've got a Basie. I've got I mean I, I don't know if it's worth anything, but you know I, I just I got them. And then when he he died in like 2005, and I, I uh, family at least gave me those back. So that's good. That's good. Um. So what's next on the horizon? What does 2021 have uh, for Mr. Bennett? What's some of your goals and ambitions that you're trying to get solved or uh, trying try to achieve this year? My goal is is to is to to build the uh, the property side of my business, okay. the uh, the property, and and focus on a lot on, on on those who have rental properties. What I find is is there are a lot of people in this area. You know, if you if you look, there's a there's a, a, a Landlord tax in Aurora, and uh, so every every landlord pays pays his tax to the city, and uh, there's I would say probably nine thousand or more people. Uh, this was a few years ago, who were who were or nine thousand more properties that were on this this, this landlord tax, and uh, and if you look, you know, some of those people just have one or two, one or two properties, maybe single family, maybe a duplexes, maybe you know small apartments or whatever. But then there are some who, who own you know many many properties, and uh, and when you talk with those folks, they 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 trade or buy and sell properties and use them. Uh, they can sell something when they need to raise cash. They'll sell a property right. and, and 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 raise new cash. So what I'd like to do is 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 meet more and more people who have who have rental property who are getting closer to that that you know sixty year old and sixty where they're starting to think about retiring 
and have that conversation with them and help them figure out whether they whether they, they really want to be you know going and, and, and managing the property themselves or, or hiring hiring a some property manager to manage the property or whether they want to start planning to liquidate that property right. and, and, and turn it into uh, there's something that that we have that's uh, it's, it's essentially called a retirement paycheck and so um, you can you can take cash and then and you don't know how long you're gonna live right you, I, I, my dad lived to 82 my grandfather before him lived to 90 I think 96 my mother lived to like what 40 I don't know no, I'm sorry 50 58 or 59 so um, when you look at you look at the, you, you don't know how long you're gonna live but you want to know that you've got enough money that your 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 cash lives just as long as you do, and uh, and sometimes if you're I mean real estate's a great way to great way to, to to build to build up your your assets, but at some point you know you you, you never know, and the, your property's getting older and you gotta you gotta you gotta either you know uh, fix it or, or or hope that the that the city that the, the city keeps keeps things up around the property so. Right. That, and, and other people around you keep their property up, and and that it, it's still a, a place where you, where you can own it, and and, and know that it's going to generate the rents that you're expecting. Right. And if not, then what are some options that you have to have that that guaranteed paycheck? So that, that that's a big focus of mine. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I don't know if I should plug it or not, but am I allowed to? Or? Yeah. <laughs> I've got a book. I've got a book for for anybody who's a rental. Uh, has rental property. I've got a book. This is an old version of it, but I'm giving this book away. I've got about 35 of them now. I can probably get more uh, if necessary, but uh, you can, uh, I guess we'll, we can put my, my phone number on here at the end. And uh, if you you have rental properties, you know, at least one income property, give me a call and I'll show you how to, how to get this book. No, no strings attached. Just uh, let me send you the book. Use it, and uh, one of the things it talks about is how to manage the properties so that you can sell them, so that you can get out of them. Uh, but the other thing is, is uh, I'd like to sit down with you in a few years and help you figure out how to how to get the most cash out of those properties and how to take that cash and use it to provide yourself with a guaranteed retirement paycheck. So, y'all holler at him. Y'all That's my book. <laughs> <laughs> Advice and the book. Yes. Very yes, good. Yes. Um, and you're on Facebook, Instagram. I am on Facebook. Okay. I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm on Facebook. However, I don't know if I understood Facebook when I set it up. It's my uh, my Facebook is is longer. My Facebook for my business page yeah. is longer than it, than it normally would be. But if you go out to Facebook and you just uh, type in C D Bennett Insurance, you'll find me. Okay. You'll find me on Facebook. Um, I use, believe it or not, I, I use LinkedIn a lot. I use it for to to meet business clients and uh, people who own businesses, people who have employees mm -hmm. and may need group group benefits, things right. like that. Uh, have a four hundred one k and they you know, those kinds of things. And uh, I like LinkedIn. I I've, I've been on LinkedIn since probably two thousand six. So uh, I've got I don't know. I think I used to have. I didn't really need to go through it again and make make sure that it's, it's all good. But I've probably got eighteen hundred people out there that that I've met, and the difference is they're actually I'm old school, so I really believe in you're not my friend because I because I saw your picture online. I have to have talked with you or or actually met with you. Most of the folks are yeah. people that I, that I that I know that I've actually met. I've had coffee with them or lunch with them or something 
several yeah, times. Yeah, my Facebook. So. I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought. Yeah, it's like my Facebook experience has kind of got like worse because like now doing you know, I'm the same kind of way. Like yeah. every Facebook friend I got, I was either in the Navy with them, or right. we grew up together, right. or we worked together. That's a right. human being I actually spend time with. Right. But now like. Like, I posted a video of, of, like, this was a month ago. Posted a video, and she shared it. And then, like, she tagged me, like, my actual person. Mm -hmm. And then, like, all these people sent me friend requests. Okay. And I actually... That's a good thing, though, right? It is. I'm not, you know, (laughs) we're still cool. I don't really know why. But it's like, you know, like, yeah, it's not... Yeah. Not as it's a little harder on Facebook to do. I'll tell you, tell you what I do with LinkedIn. If I get a if I get a request like that, I will actually reach out to them. So you know, it gives you a message. It says yes. uh, that that they want to they want to be linked with you, connected with you. And if they don't have anything in there, it doesn't mean I won't connect with them. But I'm gonna if they have something out there some way, I'll either write them an email or write them write them some way. And say, hey, you know, would you mind if we uh, give me a call? Here's my phone number, yeah. or or they they uh, send me yours or, or whatever. And I just I just talk with them. And it's a great way to meet people. It's a great way to meet people. Now I haven't. I'm bad with Facebook. I'd really like to do to be better at Facebook because okay. I I, uh, I the neat thing about Facebook is that. There's so much information, and from a, from a marketing perspective, Facebook allows you to. I can target people who who read a certain kind of a, a certain kind of article, yeah. and I can. People don't realize how much information about them is on Facebook, and I can go to uh, these databases, mm-hmm. and the databases are, are collecting that information, and I, you know, they, they've got your. Often they have a cell number, and either the, either they're on the do not call list or they're not. If they're not, then your cell number, you know, I can actually call them, call them on the cell, but you can actually. Uh, talk with people if you can get them to pick up the phone. You can actually talk with people, or you can find out what their interests are. You can find out what they donate money to. All these things. So, and I just I have this ideal customer, and those are the only people I bother to pick up the phone and, and call cold. Yeah. And it's not it's not so cold. But uh, no, it's not. But you you meet some good clients. You meet some good people that way. Yeah, I remember uh, once upon a time I had to I just needed a job real quick, and we did this like calling lists and some of the data was gleaned from Facebook. It was crazy. Like when people, see that's the thing about social media. Yeah. And then I'm going to, we're going to wrap this up. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, people, people are always talking about, oh, you know, the media is dividing us and how do they know what I'm doing and how I said this on Tuesday and now I see it in my, but we're making a playlist for every song we want to hear. We got mm-hmm. the workout playlist. I got mm-hmm. the dinner playlist. I got right. the kids playlist. Right. You are liking it. Mm-hmm. You're saving it. Right. Yeah. You're hitting the share button. Mm-hmm. So we are consistently refining and making better our um, our interests, and we're building that data twenty four seven. Yeah. So yeah. I, you know when 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 you when you say pizza. And then you get the Rosati's ad. I mean, you're not really. That's that's our fault, right? You know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think that that the majority of, of, of people in America understand understand how much information is out there. 
and, and, and it, it, it's just out there. Sold to the highest bidder, you know? <laughs> so, I don't know. It's, uh, but if you, if, if you could, and th that's where I'm bad. I'm not, I mean, yeah, I can buy an ad or whatever and, and post. I'll never forget the time I was, uh, I was trying to get, uh, trying to market on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I, I put out, an, I put out an ad. This, this was a, I used to have a, a sales training franchise. So sales training, business, business consulting. And uh, so I'm really promoting that. And uh, I bought an ad. And all of a sudden I had all these, all these likes. And, and, and I, I go, wow. That's great. Now I look and they're all in they're all part of a business class in I think in Korea. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a Korean college class. So yes, I got like fifty likes in like thirty seconds or something. But they were I think they were just passing me around the passing yeah. me around the class and you know, it's not like I got any business from it. But, you know, it, I don't know. It, I I know that I'm I'm in need of, of a lot of uh, a lot of Understanding and refining, and, and and really utilizing that information to help me help people and and meet people who need who need my help. And I, I just you know, and I, I sat in on a, on a thing through through my uh, my marketing organization uh, yesterday, and it's uh, you know it, it was great. It shows how to set up the Facebook page, and I know how to do that. And it talked about a lot of the things, but now I gotta I gotta call the people. Uh, in Omaha and have them have them take me that next step because I, <laughs> I I, I got to figure this out because there's there's just so much information there mm -hmm. that um, and you got to get people still have to want to talk to you yeah but you know, I'm I've got a voice and, and and a way of of talking with people if I get them on the phone I can usually get them to to talk with me a little bit and uh, you know and I don't really care for that they give me permission to mail them something if they're not I don't call people on do not, who are on the do not call list but sure. uh, if they're not on do not call list I can run 1800 names and only get maybe 200 who, who uh, are not on the do not call list right. but those, those 200 are, are gold and they're all in they all live in a, in a particular uh, part of, part of uh, Batavia Aurora Warrenville you know all the areas that I work in, uh, in some cases St. Charles, uh, you know, just so I've got this this relatively small area, and I just just generate a list and you know kick out everybody who doesn't have okay next to do not call, right. and I can I can call them. I you know I don't I don't do it to a point where it's you know annoying to me, yeah. <laughs> but but you know I I do it till I till I get three or four people to to say hello to me and, and agree to to take something in the mail or you know or or, or to actually sit down with me. And uh, so, but there's just so much information out there that uh, that we have, and I just wish that I wish one that younger people understood that they're creating this profile out there that never goes away, and two is that other people understand how to actually use it uh, to to make their own lives better, besides just gossiping and and making fun of. Make, making fun of the way somebody put up their, their Christmas lights or, or whatever, you know. Right. Yeah, there's so much good stuff. Or watching uh, the wildebeest kill the lion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. Um, the show ends on a positive note. Okay. What is your message today to the people of Aurora? My message to the people of Aurora? Folks, don't, uh, don't lose sight of the jewel that we have here. Uh, we talk about diversity and, and uh, 
the, the best diversity is a diversity that's completely natural. And that's what we have here. We've, we, have, we have people, don't be afraid to go out and talk to somebody else. Don't be, um, don't be afraid to, uh, to, to talk to somebody who maybe, I, be, I believe in values, and, and we, we want to make friends with people who have the exact same or similar values to the values that we have. But don't ever forget that when you get right down to it, regardless of what, uh, what, what color you are, what, um, you know, who you call your mate, any, any of those things, we all, we all want the same things. Uh, almost all of us want the same things. Uh, I, I call it, um, well, for me, it's, um, it's, it's family, it's friendship, and, and faith. But also, for people who have children, they want, they want a good school for their children, they want a better future for their children than, than what they had. And I don't think that's changing. And if we just focus on, on make, making this place uh, just as good and better, for, for future generations, then, then we'll be fine. And uh, that's my thought. And that's completely off the top of my head. I didn't expect you to ask that. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I can tell. Yeah. I can tell. Yeah. But I can that's tell a, the heart, though. Yeah. That, that's, that's the way I feel about it. And uh, I, uh, you know, yeah. yeah. We, we, we can sit down again. We, we can talk about Aurora. But yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll do a part two. We'll do a part two. Yeah. Um, well, we appreciate your time. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Th thanks so. for having me in here. Yeah, we and appreciate so. your time. We appreciate the ability to speak to you, learn about what you do, mm -hmm. and um, and also learn from you. All right. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, definitely. Thank On you. On behalf of our listeners, uh, subscribers, please be sure to check out this episode and get to know Mr. Bennett, C.D. Bennett Insurance. CDBennettInsurance.com. Yeah. Uh, the one other thing, I, I, <laughs> I'm always giving something away, right? Right. For those of you nearing uh, retirement or thinking thinking about retirement, especially uh, like 60, 61, 62, all the way up to 65 and beyond, uh, I've got a free book. It just talks about how to understand Medicare, how to navigate Medicare. And I know COVID's bringing a lot of people to a point where they say that they may not actually want to, uh, no, they can't decide whether they want to stay at work. So uh, another free book, just go out to that site, uh, uh, send me an email. I'm just Chris. At, uh, at cdbennettinsurance.com. Let me know what you want, and I'll, I'll get it for you. And I got a website coming for, uh, I got one called Metacris. Metacris? Uh, Metacris. Uh, <laughs> just, for, just for Medicare. So people who know what they want already, they can, they can go out there and, and buy from a shopping cart. Um, but uh, other than that, just, uh, I, I'm there. I'm there to talk with folks. I'm not one of those nine to five guys. I, I, I work early morning. I work I work evenings as, as late as people call me. I also work my weekends, uh, and I have a lot of fun too. So, uh, you know, I try to, uh, we can't do it now, but I try to network my, my clients as well so they can meet people. Uh, I connect them with attorneys. I connect them with, with people that, that they need to know. So, uh, great. I love, I love this, this uh, process that you have. Thank you it's very a, much. It's very relaxing. I, I, very I'm relaxing. glad you say that because yeah. I'm trying to, I, that's the whole purpose. Yeah. That's yeah. the whole purpose. Something different, taking the story of the individual, yeah. relax, calm. That's, that's what it's supposed to yeah. be. It's nice. Yeah. And this is a great, great room. I love, I love rooms that are shaped. I, I love real estate. It's and, the, uh, I'm yeah. a book guy uh -huh. and I love the, I like it in here too. Sometimes I like early in the morning. Like uh, we got seven o'clock Zoom calls. Okay. Uh, but I'm in here like five thirty in the morning. Okay. Right here, 
kitchen. It's a beautiful scene. Watch okay. the sunrise. Yeah, it's nice. You know, yeah, sip nice. your little coffee. Chill yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. I'm not used to the, I'm still not, not used to the candles over there on the river. Oh, it's yeah. A, it's a yeah. completely different look. Yeah. And uh, I used to work in Elgin. And they, uh, okay. and it, it very, that's very similar, very okay. similar look. But, uh, um, so you know what, when we were talking of uh, this direction, right here, specifically here, um, the sunrise and the sunset is like, it's the best. Oh yeah? It is, it is the best, yeah. This is, this is my, uh, this is my calm, happy place. Okay. This is where I come to. Uh, okay. One of my buddies who, who works down here too, uh, sometimes he's pulled up and just honked the horn. <laughs> you, you know who it is. <laughs> um, so, again, guys, check out this episode. It's going to be really good. And if you need any um, financial insurance for Medicare, right. help or assistance, CD Bennett Insurance. And we appreciate Mr. Bennett's time. And all you guys out there, peace. All right. Peace.